Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew. We are sneak peek at next week, episode number 574. Guess what, Drew? For comics originally releasing, not originally, but currently, May 20th, 2020. Wow. We're back. We have a release day. We have a typical sneak peek. And we have the biggest FOC I've ever seen. Yeah. That's um, that's pretty amazing. Uh, kind of ties into our feedback. Uh, Warren asked, did uh, COVID-19 break comics? And no. No, I don't think so. I mm. think I think we are seeing some uh, return to semi-normalcy. So that's good. Quote, unquote, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Chuck asks... What is the pettiest, silliest, meaningless, most meaningless comic book hill you are willing to die on? Metaphorically speaking, of course. Oh, can I do yours, Kyle? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boba Fett is overrated. Yes, overrated. <laughs> Just, honestly. <laughs> but that being said, like, the, the fact they put the... Uh, OG character as him uh, for Mandalorian season two. Yeah, I'm super excited about that. Yes, even though he should be dead in a Sarlacc pick like a little bitch because that's how he died and he's <laughs> just never hated. And I'm just tired. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was my. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so, back. so the question was, do you have a comic book hill, uh, comic book related hill that you're willing to die on? Some you you stake your claim and nobody can can change your mind. It was hold the line at two ninety nine, but that didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think mine is probably uh, continuity doesn't matter. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm tired. I'm so tired of people telling me that the comic book that I just read and loved doesn't really count because it was a maybe was an Elseworlds or was a black label or was this or was that. And it, it's not, it's not a real comic book with lasting ramifications. Um, that drives me crazy because if you recall killing joke, not in continuity. Correct. Now it is now in continuity. Correct. Batman returns. Dark Knight Returns, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not in camp, continuity. Now it is. So, mm-hmm. who's to say? Who's to say? Who are you, Mr. Comic Book Expert, so-called expert, telling me that the stuff that I just read isn't really main... isn't really real Big Two comic. It's not, it's not really... It doesn't count as comic. doesn't really count because, it, because it's not in continuity. Well, nothing's really in continuity because it all changes all the time anyway. So continuity doesn't matter. That's my hill, and I'm going to die on it. Ta-da. couple of my <laughs> hills. Okay, so first one, cosmic doesn't work. That's my biggest thing. Is I've tried for decades. Well, you like Guardians? I, not in book form. True. It doesn't work. Lanterns doesn't work. Surfer, doesn't work. Fantastic Four, doesn't work for me. Cosmic is not the best way to write comics. I need to be on a planet, and I need that planet to have gravity, and I need people <laughs> to be human. I don't know what it is, but, like, when they take my favorite characters and they're like, by the way, we're going to space. Yes. I say, cool, when you land home, call me back. Because I'm not, I'm not taking the ride. Not doing it. You're done. You are done. Man. Now I think movie wise, I, you know those cosmic movies have worked. But Some, yeah, yeah. But, Green Lantern but, was great. Oh wait, wait, no, it wasn't. Just, <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah. All right, bad example. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I, the, and the other thing is this superhero strength thing. I, it just drives me nuts. Like. Like Hulk is getting... stronger than this than this person, or yeah, they're stronger than this, and you know, Thor with the Odin force can lift a planet, and I'm I'm just uh, I'm willing to die on the hill that nobody's as strong as we think they are, and that all needs to back off. 
<laughs> there is no there is no ultimate uh oh, yeah because you know like what who was the one uh ff kid uh franklin who like mm-hmm. who like could just like recreated all the entire universe so it all yeah. it all disappeared and then he recreated it molecule by molecule okay that's a little that's a little powerful i don't know if i buy that could we not could we not could we not make that true could we pretend mm-hmm. like could we pretend like that's an else world and that's not that didn't really happen because that's annoying i mean i have a lot of hills i can yeah. and i'll die on the hill that reed richards is the smartest person in the marvel universe but there's like a 95 way tie for smartest marvel character you know what you're right but i'm about willing that. to die on the hill that it's reed richards yeah because they always rank them you know mm-hmm. who's who's smarter and and there for a while it was that um it was the devil dinosaur girl right yeah oh yeah yeah, and, and now you know we we you, Peter Parker, always been smart. Mm-hmm. You know, T'Challa or T'Challa. Yeah, you get it, Hank Pym's always been a smart one. Mm-hmm. Bruce Banner. Uh, it, yeah, it, there's no there's no medium intelligence guys. They're either like dumb, or or like super geniuses. But in all reality, I'll pretty I waffle on about everything, so I have no hills. I waffle on everything. It's just insane how many things I'm like. Oh yeah, I had a lot of scruples for that, but I don't care anymore. Sure, you've convinced me. I mean, so, if it's a fun ride, just bring me along and I'll forget everything I, I stand for. That's true. That's true. I'm a jellyfish. Yeah. So the answer to your question is, I ain't dying on no hill. I get. I guess when it comes to comics. If I wake up tomorrow and uh, Batman's now a Jewish lady, sure, <laughs> let's do this. Uh, yeah, that's another hill, though. I mean, it, does does Batman really have to be like he's always he's thought every every angle? When did that happen? Like world's greatest detective. So you want to go back to literally the emphasis of the point that he was created and take that away? No, no, he could be a detective, but the fact that he has. Um, like thought of every actuality. He has a contingency plan for any person's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know what? Can can he can he have a couple setbacks? It'd be nice. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, damn you, Elastic Man! Ah, oh, you you got me. You got me, Kite Man. Damn it! Great job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan asks: With the comics industry sales numbers shrinking, it's obvious the markets need uh, some new readers. Mm-hmm. What what have you seen as the industry's most successful attempts to grow readership over the last fifteen to twenty years? You can give me a top five, and what should they do in the future, the near future, to stop this current slide? All right, so let's see. Break I mean, this down. Digital's obviously yeah. There is a segment of the population that would never buy a floppy comic. Yep. The digital now grabbed, so you have to lean into that. So okay, we so we so over the last yeah digital, but how, are we saying like comicsology, or are we talking digital like comicsology, uh, Marvel Unlimited app, that that sort of thing? Or are we just saying di- uh, digital? Can, I mean, we can easily fold that into one, or we can not. Like hoop, like we're just like all the all the the digital strides that have been made. So yeah. Hoopla, Comicsology, and Amazon partnership, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Unlimited app, DC Universe app, have all made inroads. Um, what about Scholastic? When did Scholastic start selling comic books to kids? Um, well, they, they didn't sell them to me growing up. No, they didn't sell them to me either, but. I don't know if that's 15 or 20 years or not, so probably not. You would have been right there about 20 years ago. I literally, COVID canceled my 20-year high school reunion, so yeah, 20 years. Wow, what a bummer. <laughs> so uh, that's one. Um, I would say New 52. Did that bring in new readers or just lapsed readers? I think that was lapsed readers. Lapsed readers. And, of course, Cinematic Universe, MCU. Yeah, I think I think that's ha- that's had um, 
positive effects on new people reading comics. Yeah, the the broad success of mainstream both cinema yeah. and the Berlant verse in TV, and Walking Dead, and Walking Dead, absolutely, yeah, well, that's a well, huge one. But I don't the these are the 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 type of readers that they brought that Walking Dead brought brought in mm-hmm. were not only younger, they were female, they were housewives. I mean, it was yeah. a different type of audience that was reading the compendiums by the side of the pool you know mm-hmm. um so walking dead did made some inroads so um, what we need to happen is we need saga to be a home run in another chosen medium that's the best thing we could hope for uh yeah yeah you don't think that's or we too... need why the last man to be a, a runaway success kind of thing and then they have to start breaking the comics again? Yeah, because it'll pull people back into reading that. Just like it pulled some people into reading trade paperbacks in Walking Dead. Which would be like, hey, this medium isn't bad. Maybe I'll just stay here. Yeah. Yeah. It, you we say did, yeah, but I, the way you said it says no. Well, well, I mean, Walking Dead was an ongoing. So there was product yeah, that's the other out. thing i was thinking yeah exactly yeah, it was product coming out every month there was a lot of back catalog there was plenty of product to go mm-hmm. to um so yeah we need something like that that uh opens up the genre to new people to and, not to people that wouldn't even think about doing comic anything with comics originally now what about pricing so what could they do could could they do something with pricing? Could they do like could not could digital and print be different prices? Would that help or hurt? Like if digital was forty nine cents an issue and print was whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, would and, that? Well, of course, of course the uh, the subscription method with digital is probably the ultimate. Hey, if all I have to do is pay a yearly subscription and I get every new Batman as it comes out. There's no reason to not read the new one. Are you talking print subscriptions? Digital, sorry. Digital. Digital. So, like a... But like an all-you-can-eat that covers every comic, so... It covers new, yeah. So a a comic... And we don't do anything for new. We do... Oh, you mean as soon as they come out. I see what Mm -hmm. you're saying. So you need a Comixology Unlimited that's that's big enough to cover everything. Mm -hmm. I don't... I think it's got limited in scope and what it covers i don't think it yeah. has all the public yeah i think you're gonna have to be have a, a a day and date dc subscription or a day and date marvel subscription i don't think you there will ever be an all-encompassing amazon would be the one to do it mm-hmm. amazon and comicsology would be the one to do it they could they could license that and since at&t and warner brothers are or not? No, AT and T owns Warner Brothers, right? So AT and T and Warner Brothers own DC, and then Disney owns Marvel. They could they could just say, you know what? I'm just going to license all this stuff to and let and let Amazon do all the distribution. We don't want to deal deal with that anymore. They could do that. That's possible. Mm-hmm. And of course, everything we think of seems to cut out the comic book shop. Yeah, I mean, getting getting new readers into comic book shops. I I don't have that. I don't have that Maui bullet. Um, unless there's something new like magic or Pokemon that they could leverage. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, another thing. Similar to why GameStop picked up Think Geek is, you know, the uh, the the nerd and geek tchotchke market pulls people in. Same thing with comic book shops. They're going to sell your t-shirts, your statues, your pop figures. And that's going to pull non-comic book people in that might, while they're there might pick up a trade yeah. kind of thing. So they're already doing that kind of thing. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and now Anthony says that Sweet Tooth is coming to Netflix. Will Forte and James Brolin are attached to this adaptation of the Vertigo uh, Jeff Lemire book. So, that's kind of cool. 
That is awesome. I love Will Forte. Um, I, I don't think I ever read more than like the first trade of this. So mm-hmm. this is something I need to revisit, and I I don't know what I have of Sweet Tooth. I don't think I have the first appearance. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to see later if that makes our our uh, eBay hot sellers list. There you go. Um, but so you mentioned earlier uh, a little bit about the FOC. Um, tell us what. To, give us a caveat for this week's FOC. Okay, so this week's FOC, of course, Eric has been kindly enough to uh, make it all come to us in one big thing. But please note that many items may be duplicates of previous FOC orders. All previous FOC orders are considered valid still and only require updating if you would like to increase or decrease that order. Questions, reach out to them. So, when I added something eight weeks ago, it's still added. But they're giving us a third bite at the apple saying, hey, they're now coming soon. Any changes? So, we've got several things rolled into this one. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge because um, I don't remember. <laughs> I'll have to go back through my emails and see what I ordered when and how many of it. Um, yeah. The first thing that pops to my mind, well, well, let's just get to it. Yeah, of course, we've got a few things that uh, Eric always curates as the things that people are talking about. Um, he's pulled out six of them for us today. So we have Dark Knight's Death Metal number one. Of course, that's going to be a six-issue series. We have the Art Germ Wonder Woman variant on that one, and that has our girl Punchline on it. That, that is n- awesome. That is no, that's wrong. not the right one. That's that wrong. wrong. That's a mis- that's a mistake in the email. Yeah. Um, so we'll that is that is that's that's Batman, Batman ninety two. Yeah. So I think just the title on that one wrong because he's got James Tinian writing it. So I should have read that before I started reading it. Literally. But so this yeah. So I think he's got just the title wrong. I think yeah, he's it's Batman ninety two. Well, no, he's saying yeah. I think yeah, this is Batman ninety two. Yeah, move on. <laughs> Batman: The Adventure continues one of six from DC. Paul Dini on that. Um, just a striking cover there. This harking back to the old Batman animated series. Was this a uh, digital first title? That I have no idea. I think it was. Something near and dear to me, Nailbiter Returns, Joshua Williamson, Mike Henderson on that. Of course, that's an awesome image book that I loved when it first came out. Uh, Daredevil 20, Chip Zdarsky continuing to write that. Two of Two Ascension starts. Uh, Let's see here. And then we have uh, Red Nails from Ablaze Comics. And Arc World. From Devil's Do comics, so some back half stuff yeah. as well. So yeah. let's get into the FOC and see what else we can find. Are we starting where we always start? Yeah, we're starting in Dark Horse, but there's a few things before it as well. Oh, oh yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah. Um, what is that Air War Stories graphic novel? It's only $5. Who makes this? Let me click on this one real quick. It's a live comics. Okay. It's ten dollars. Paul Newman, Sam Glansman. Each issue of Air War Stories focuses on aerial war battles illustrated brilliantly by comic book legend Sam Glansman. Hmm. It is a, it is a nine ninety nine book, but it's a war comic. I was gonna say it seems pretty nifty. It does seem pretty nifty. It's cool, and with the discount, you can do pretty well. And yeah, then we've got yeah these night light novels. These are these are manga, right? Light mm-hmm. novels are kind of like man- manga manga. I think sure. I think we can put them all in the same category. Now we can get to Dark Horse. Now we get into Dark Horse. It looks like Dark Horse has mostly trades. Doesn't look like any floppy comics for them. So just a, a few things, a few hardcovers, volumes. Um, the Art of Star Wars Rebels. It's a really cool hardcover there. 
And down into, let's see what DC has. All right. So, we got the aforementioned Batman 92. Yes. So, we have OG Batman 92. And then we have... The Art Germ cover. The Art Germ cardstock cover. Right. As well. And then we have a 1 in 25 Jimenez cardstock cover as well. That's 50 bucks. It's 50 that you can reach out uh, to Cowbunga and pick that up for the $50 price point if you want to reach into that 1 in 25 um, for uh, a very what's going to be a very sought-after buck. And so I know I have at least a couple of cardstock art germs on mm-hmm. order. I got to. Unless something glitched on my order. I'm sure I do. I want to go back on my emails and double-check, but I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. Um, is don't miss out. Get yourself one of that card stuff. Get get her first uh, her first cover appearance. Is this possibly going to be overlooked because no, of the time? No we've been sitting here talking about this. I think we've <laughs> talked about this five different times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, so there's going to be plenty. Of, this is this going to be a situation like that um, Amazing Spider-Man Red Goblin. Yeah, where there's going to be a million of them and nobody's going to care. But um, everybody got left out in the dark on the uh, the last ones, so just just get one of these. Yeah, get one. Yep. Dan Mora has a variant of that Batman The Adventure Continues as well. Boy, do I absolutely love everything about that cover. Yeah. That is amazing. It's a good-looking Nightwing in the back there. Yeah. Boy, he's good. Batman's Grave continuing. That's, those are the kind of things that I worry about. These things like the Batman's Grave. The things where losing a lot of the story momentum through the COVID stoppage is going to be difficult for those kind of books. Yeah. Those 12-issue series that were right dead in the middle. Yeah, and we've yeah we've seen announcements from Marvel on a lot of their lower-selling titles go, aborting to digital. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Ghost Spider... Uh, Ray, Ravencroft, um, that uh, Ed Brisson, Avengers of the in the Wasteland book. Um, there were a couple Ant Man, all got aborted to digital. So, you know, if you're right in the middle of a story arc, you've been collecting in print. You're you're gonna you're not gonna get that in. You have anymore. no finality with it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know if DC's doing doing the same thing yet. I haven't. I don't know if I've heard that. I'll have to check into that. The penultimate Lois Lane, and we have a really cool B cover, uh, of course, by your girl Joel Jones. Yep, very nice. Nightwing 71, as it's getting into the Joker War. We have a a Joker tie-in cover here as well, with the old Rick Grayson. And we have a phoned-in offering on the B cover. So, yeah. Uh, hardcover, Wonder Woman Dead. Oh, penultimate on Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Yeah, I forgot about that. How often is that book coming out? Was it, is it, it was never a month to month. It was like a, every two or three months, wasn't it? I just, I just think, you know, we, we, we lost track of it because of everything. Is that what it is? I think so. I, I, may, I really might've... want to read this, but I think I'm just going to wait till the fourth one hits and read them all. Yeah, that's probably best. It, the first, DC the fir- black label, all it, uh, ages seventeen and over. Yeah, it was good. The first issue, uh, second issue was okay. So I, I, I don't know. All right, anything else in DC, sir? No. Let's head on down to IDW. Mm. No, nothing really. <laughs> nothing there. Got a few things. Yeah, let's just skip down the image then. Uh, Adventure Man number one. Our boy Matt Fraction, Terry and Rachel Dodson doing the art. Um, we I think we were into this a while ago. Yeah, absolutely. And, and now it's coming out in June, so um, keep your eye on that one. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, that's going to be scheduled for a June 10th release. But again, if you were off of it, here's now a chance to get on it. If you were on it, here's a chance to get off of it. Nice to see Die, Die, Die. Pick back up. That's a great series. Chris Tucker now by the returns number one. Ice Cream Man nineteen, love that. Like there's a a Walta um, B cover, which is pretty mm -hmm. su pretty sweet. Stealth number two. And then of course Undiscovered Country on its sixth issue. Charles Soul, Scott Snyder. Giuseppe Kimmicoli cover. Is that a um Sean Murphy B cover? How do you do on that? Yeah, really neat Sean Murphy B cover. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of tame for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else for Image? No. Uh. -uh. Down and see what DC has. Of course, DC, Marvel, uh, or sorry, Marvel. Uh, like you were saying, was pulling a lot of things back and scaling down a lot of things. Um, so they only have a small offering for the FOC here. Yeah. So they have. Uh, Black Cat 11, Daredevil 20, Deadpool 5, Excalibur 10, uh, Miles Morales 17, and New Mutants 10. And That's everything they're, they're uh, soliciting on this FOC is a June 10th release. Yeah. Alright. Down to some of our smaller publishers. Uh, is that... That old haunts we talked about um, last week, um, so yeah. we now we now have a June tenth release on that one, and there's a chance to add it for FOC. Same thing with the faith, the second version of Faithless. Yeah, we were excited about that. From that, mm -hmm. yeah, I very much enjoyed the first run through of Faithless. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's funny we 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 talked about this stuff in FOCs and sneak peeks at probably not sneak peeks but at FOCs for sure and previews for sure when we were looking at previews. Um, so some of these things, this is our third time talking about them, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's true. Like we have the the Sumerian Red Nails, which is a uh, Robert E. Howard's Conan. It's a, a more true Conan, they say. Unrestrained, violent, and sexual. Yeah. We got several covers for all those. Arc World. Is that the one that... Um... Yeah, that's the Devil's Do he picked. Mm-hmm. Tales of a Well-Hung Man, number one of four, the Drew story. <laughs> uh, Westerns are back. This anthology will take you places you've never dreamed of. This is an Acme Inc. book. Uh, I've never heard of this, but this looks pretty interesting. Kind of stuff that you can enjoy it so it's a 350 comic we haven't seen a 350 comic in a long time no that's an odd point yeah there used to be a uh, like a whole subset of comics that were three dollars and fifty cents uh well and they just kind of disappeared uh zero day threat what was that other zero book we were talking about wasn't there a zero I book like was, i thought it was zero day <laughs> but it was or year this, zero year zero okay yeah yeah and this is zero day threat and this is um 
Tony Donnelly. And if you can stretch for the 10 copy uh, incentive variant, it's a Piagera, which is nice. But it's 20 bucks. Couple of Aftershocks books and uh, Artemis and Assassins. Yeah. By Stephanie so, Phillips. So that's 332 items on this FOC. That That's bigger than normal, but it's not like yeah, it's as not big colossal. as I saw. No, I thought it'd be bigger. Anything else, Drew? No, I don't think so. There's some good stuff in there, though. Yeah, of course, with all this FOC stuff, it's easy to get all confused, but uh, it's nice that they're offering some things again for those of us who might not have been, not a, not a caught things during everything, and as we kind of head towards a little bit norm, more normal FOC and normal sneak peek. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, now let's head over to our good folks at CoverPrice.com who have collated some um, of the hot sellers... Uh, on eBay, uh, people are still swapping comics via eBay, um, finding some some good hot spec books. And uh, topping the list is Young Blood number two, the pink logo. Um, Deadline reported that Mark Guggenheim Guggenheim set by Studio Eight to script profit from character hatched by Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld. Liefeld hinted at this option many months ago, creating movement for Prophet's first appearance in this Youngblood number two issue. It's really hard to see this one happening, but who knows? In the number one spot, it's on the move again with 63 copies. Um, Dang. Yeah, and if you got a CGC 9.8, they got that sold for 120 bucks. Uh, we've got the Mighty Avengers number 13 from 2008. Um... Rumors have surfaced that there is a secret Warriors project underway at Marvel Studios as they search for a writer. While this is unconfirmed, the mere mention of the project sparked immediate interest in the first appearance of the secret Warriors Mighty Avenger, in Mighty Avengers number 13 from way back in 2008. There's also a second print with only 5,300 initial orders that is going for around 40 bucks on eBay. This is a, like, likely a short-term price spike, so be cautious about buying right now, unless you can find copies at pre-spike levels. Um, it sold 30 feet, cut 35 copies, um, and had a high sale of $53. Uh, let's see. On the third slot is Annihilation Conquest Wraith from 2007, a Marvel book. Um, this is uh, with Wraith number one. As we mentioned with Wraith number one, Donny Cates recently tweeted about Wraith having a direct connection to Null, lighting these key books on fire. Donny Cates really. I think I have this because I was I was grabbing Annihilation books looking for something. Yeah. Um, a bunch of them, and I'm pretty sure I ended up with this one. From it. Don Donny Cates does a good job of heating his books up. Yeah. You know, and getting people excited about them, which is which mm -hmm. is good. Um. This issue features the first appearance of a parasitic entities made of living darkness known as the Exelon, of which Wraith is infected by and provides him the enhanced speed, strength, agility, healing factor, yada, yada, yada. Sold 19 copies and had a high sale of $100 for a CGC 9.6. Uh, Wretches number one, a Scout comic from 2019 um, that... Uh, Scout announced that this book is in development as a one-hour sci-fi series by screenwriter Bianca Ursula, with Andy Cohen of Grade A Entertainment and Scout Comics attached to Executive Produce. Uh, this one moved 20 copies and had a sale, high sale of $25 for a raw. Nice. That's, yeah. Uh, Star Wars number 42 from 1980. Uh, long before The Mandalorian Season 1 hit, Fans were already asking when we would see Boba Fett in the series. Well, this week, <laughs> this week we got our answer is confirmed. Tamara Morrison, Tamara will, Morrison, yeah, will once again play Boba Fett in season two of The Mandalorian. His first, oh man, his first appearance in Star Wars number forty-two is already beginning to move. Uh, though it may be hard to top the rare CGC nine-nine sale of sixty-six hundred dollars. 
back in 2016. While on Star Wars, there have been additional Mandalorian 2 casting rumors for significant Star Wars characters like Dr. Aphra. Even if a few of these rumors are true, the, then Star Wars books are about to go even crazier. Star Wars 42... They, they just added some... Oh, they just added uh, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant to Mandalorian oh. for an unknown Ooh. role. Man, he's awesome. Yeah, which really gives it more of a Western vibe. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, this book, Star Wars 42, sold 30 copies, uh, had a high sale of five hundred and seventy-four ninety-nine for a CGC 9.8. This is... See it. Jesus. Yeah. And if Boba's going crazy, I've got that uh, that fairly difficult to find um, action figure variant. Yeah. I think I already throw sold, that up. I think I already sold mine, but I want to take a look just in case. Yeah. The Boba action figure variant one. Throw that up and see what I can get for it. Yeah, it's good timing. Uh, number six, The New Gods, number nine, from 1972. Uh, New Gods director Ava DuVernay uh, tweeted a response to a fan itching for an update. Ms. DuVernay responded, Because you asked so nicely, working on the fourth draft of a scene featuring All Widow this week. Um, All Widow's first appearances in this issue, as well as the character Forager. Thanks to this little nugget of confirmation, the book sold 20 copies. And had a high sale of $175 for a CGC 9.6. Just from that tweet. That's amazing. Um, so what if she writes the fifth time and that <laughs> person, that character is not in there? Uh, let's see. Rank 7, we have Lazarus. Uh, the first issue. Um, Amazon is close to greenlighting this project. Doesn't sound super solid. Um, it's yielded from value for years. Um, it sold 23 copies, uh, had a high sale of $100 for the CGC 9.8. Boy, do I have a ton of this. I have the entire run of Lazarus up through 28. Wow. I have, I have no, I'm, I'm in my comic comic book realm checking this out right now. I have the number one, I have the free, I have the Comics Asylum uh, weird variant that's worth a lot. I have the... Th the uh, second printing sketch variant of number one. So yeah, I've got a bunch of those, and I have the uh, Forbidden Planet variant as well. All number one. So, so Kyle this is thing rooting. Does get optioned? Yes, you are rooting for this to be uh, an awesome, awesome uh, show that people love. Yeah. And I have one of my copies of number one. Rock signed. Yeah. Uh, let's say we got Annihilation Conquest Wraith from 2007. Um, to, you know, uh, Kate is talking about Wraith, whose first full appearances in this issue. You said you might have this one as well. It sold mm -hmm. 16 copies, had a high sale of $250 for a 9.8. And, and Rawls are hitting as high as $81. So um, if you got this one, throw that bad boy up. Yeah. Uh, rank 9, we have Nova. Uh, number one from 1976. Um, see, Russo Brothers made an offhand comment about how he already was in Endgame in the final battle scene, and then a day or two later said they were joking. Hmm. Kevin, not funny, guys. <laughs> not funny. Kevin Feige was directly quoted on Nova having immediate potential for an MCU debut, and so it's still a rumor, but. It sold 28 copies, had a high sale of $950 for a 9.8. Uh, rounding out the top 10, we have Darth Vader, number three, uh, the Marvel a book from, 200, from 2015. Um, this is a female-focused Star Wars series from Russian Doll, co-creator in the works. Uh, it will take place in a different part of the Star Wars timeline than other projects. Fans feel this must mean Dr. Aphra whose first mm -hmm. appearance is in Doc Darth Vader number three. Yeah, I have How several copies of this one. However, more recent rumors now suggest she'll show up in Mandalorian Season 2. Anyway, it sold 33 copies um, and had a high sale of 289 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Yeah, and there nice. is a first, a second, there's a regular, a B cover, a second, a third, and a fourth. Uh, you want to take a look at the uh, runners-up, Kyle, in the Heck yeah! Cover price. All right, let's look at our runners up now. Here, the coin that didn't quite make the top ten. 
Uh, at rank 11, we have Venom, number four, specifically the second print from the 2018 The Null. He's so hot right now. Second print, didn't want the number one spot. Third print, to have all the fun with the second issue featuring the first full appearance and origin of Null. So, let's see, at rank 12, we have the green Lego of that young but Youngblood number two we talked about. Um, Making another appearance, of course, Ultimate Fallout 4, that's our Miles Morales. Uh, Secret Wars 8, that's our black suit Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Rank 15, there's our Savage She-Hulk, number one. And then we have Invincible Iron Man number nine. Okay. At rank 16, the first Riri Williams as Ironheart is becoming a key book. She's primed to play a big role in the next wave of MCU content. Get this now while it's still reasonable. It sold 15, trending 176% up, with a 9.8 going for almost $200. Hmm. Yeah. Do we have this? Do I have this? I don't I think do. I do. Oh, yeah. I, I grabbed the Ironheart stuff, too, because I, I assumed, you know, young female character, of course they're going to do something with it. Yeah. Um, Uncanny X-Men 244, that's our uh, Gambit, Jubilee, all that fun stuff. Uh, oh, sorry, that no, that's Jubilee in 244 and Gambit in 266. Sorry, back-to-back ones. At rank 19, we have the third print of that Venom 3. And then at rank 20, Invincible Iron Man number 7. The first Riri Williams appearance in the issue might be light on the number of copies sold. Still trending upward. Also, oh, that's the first Riri Williams, but not the first Ironheart. Correct. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I have them both. So actually, I got a, uh, of the top 20, I've got a fairly good amount of those books. And n- there was no uh, punchline in that, was there? <laughs> Interesting. Cooling off, I would say. Uh, Kyle, I don't really know how to act, but I think we have a sneak peek at next week. Yeah, no doubt. So let's head over to previewsworld.com. Let's find new releases. Click to next week, where we see May the 20th, 2020. Click on that table view and buy golly we've got a sneak peek at next week because we have items officially releasing in comic book shops which should hopefully be open on wednesday may the 20th in your area check yeah. it out so drew let's start where we've been anticipating starting in image well it's got to be ludocrats you know number one karen gillen um with tamra bond villain on art you know, it's ludocrats, ludicrous aristocrats. God, like they do. Why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. It, it looks great. And, bonus, we got uh, the end of the Deadly Class story arc, number 44. You had to wait a while, but uh, you're finally getting <laughs> issue 44, the end of That's that. That's a cliffhanger. Yes. Down to Dark Horse. If you're interested in Kill Whitey Donovan, I've got some great news. We get the last one. If yep. you're not, we got nothing in Dark Horse for you. Get nothing for you. IDW Star nothing. Wars Adventures Clone Wars number one. We've talked about this uh, quite a few times. Oh, that's um, right. It looks like they're just kind of rebranding some of the Clone Wars stuff with uh, all the different characters into an IDW book. So I see Rex and Commander Cody and a few of the our favorite clones on the front there as I continue to try to talk Drew into watching Clone Wars Season 7. Hey, you know what? I I started the movie. Oh, good. Yeah. And um, I didn't like it. I watched you 20 won't. minutes. I did yeah. not like it. So um, I'm going to skip that. And um, I'm, I've got this chart that I'm supposed to follow. Mm-hmm. But just I might hit those just... 20 episodes and then watch all of Season and then watch the last four of Season 7. That's, uh, so I'm going to try. I'm going to try to squeeze that in. Look at my busy, busy, busy schedule. Boy. Boy, was that season seven good. <laughs> it was, huh? The whole thing. Uh, yeah. 
Because I, I was told by my daughter that they have filler episodes. Everything has filler episodes, but the first four episodes of season seven are great BB+. Plus. Okay. The next four are fairly worthless. Okay. And then the last four are A-plus Star Wars. Okay. That's cool. That's that's where we're at right now. Is That's yep. the end of it? And that's the end, and thank you for everything you've done for us, Clone Wars. Oh, they're done. They're not doing any more. Nope, it, it bridged right into Sith. Oh, oh okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will try. I will try. If you don't, I'll never leave you alone. Yeah, why is there, is there like a timer on this that it has to happen right away? Yeah, because like when something happens and you want to talk about it and then oh. like, hey, have you seen it? Oh, it's okay. I gotcha. All right, DC. I don't know if I care about deceased unkillables. I can't remember anything that's going on. Of course, with those ones, it's just about killing things and Tom Taylor, so just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. Now there's um, Dollhouse Family's over. It's the last one. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I thought it was over last week, last time, but you know that's what I do. Um, there's a, a Mega Man hard deluxe hardcover, a Mega Men hardcover. This is the only Tom King I haven't read. Oh wow! Um, so I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I tried it, didn't like it. I'm trying to think back now. Uh, but now with. Now that I've read so much Tom King, if I go back, I wonder if I'll um, appreciate this more. Yes. You know? And it was just, mm-hmm. this, this was just like in a, but anyway, it's a $50 hardcover, so I missed the boat on, on pre-ordering it. Um, but it's something I would like to read, so maybe this would be a good hoopla uh, pull for me, just, just so I can read it. Because tw- yeah. 12 issues and looks pretty good not much though really huh yeah not a whole lot in DC some definite hardcover some definite uh, trade paperbacks and a few uh, normal things Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen number 10 and deceased dollhouse and that kind of stuff coming through we got Red Hood in there so set him down to Dynamite where if you want Red Sonia it's here if not Dead on the boom. <laughs> yeah, the, that's true. You, you got one choice, and I, you know, I good good reads. Nothing spec worthy though. There you go. And down to our smaller publishers. Of course, we've been talking for a long time about this year zero number one. Every time I see the cover, I get excited for it again. Um, it is the one I'm excited for. Very small publisher, so. If you didn't pre-order it or jump in on any of the FOCs we talked about at points in times, it's going to be tough to get. Of course, we have Ben Percy writing this. Uh, it looks like a really cool post-apocalyptic one. Uh, awesome looking cover A, really good looking cover B as well. So yeah, the, uh, the the sneak peek has dipped their toe back in, and it's ramping up. It's a little light in places. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got it. We're going to have to reach a little. Probably for some spec picks, Um, or do I've written two things down. So, Um, so yeah, um, I'm gonna go with Ludocrats. Yep, Ludocrats number one and Year Zero number one. And I believe we probably already picked these before Mm -hmm. (laughs) one of our other things. So uh, I might have the video or the the JPEG files (laughs) already saved. It'll be an easy. thumbnail to throw up absolutely but boy guys have fun with it um enjoy this week of course your focs are due by midday on monday if there's anything from that foc you want to add and support your local shops if they're opening back up respect their rules and their abilities to open them back up and uh still continue to keep people safe be it six uh six feet apart rules or so many people in a store rules things like that Uh, i've been watching uh talking about our local up the road is going to be opening up uh Saw a really cool video of just how awesome Cowabunga looks, and they, uh, they've they got everything pristine and perfect as they're ready to open back up for things. So um, everybody stay safe. Get back into your comics. Um, now we have the ability to, to 
to help out our LCSs and get back in there and get some books. We got new stuff coming out and uh, you know, we're going to get back into it and hopefully we can make sure that uh, comics stay the same as they were before everything happened and they'll continue to be there for us. So it's awesome to get back into an actual sneak peek and a little bit of normalcy with this. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, feel free to send us some feedback. Um, be it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, at the, our Gmail account, uh, all that fun stuff. Feel free to be part of the podcast. Send us in questions or things that you can't wait to the first thing you're going to do when you get back into your LCS. Send us what's the first thing you're going to do. Are you going to flip through some old books just to get back to that uh, back issue uh, short box smell? Are you going to see what's in your pull box that you forgot about? Or are you going to run to the new rack and just grab a few things? Or are you just going to kiss your LCS shop owner on the mouth. <laughs> no. Let us know what you're going to do. <laughs> no, not, not our close LCS. But that's, no, a, that's a really good point, Kyle, because what have they been, have, have they been in their shops in, in, in these, these times? Have they been combing through all the hot books lately? Yeah. Everybody I've talked to, they've spent their times, they're like, I always have this back projects these short boxes these long boxes i never get to i'm going to spend the time getting to that organizing things putting things out they've all been trying to do curbside things they've all been trying to do online things they've all been trying to tell their pull box people to call them if there's something they need that they have there they'll get for them and get them out there on a curbside or a mail out thing um so i for the most of the people that i know they've got things just like set you know, like the Kentucky Derby, the horses are just ready to run as soon as they can open that door up. So, you know, they should be good-looking shops, and I can't wait to support them. So we thank you guys so much for listening. For Drew and for myself, see ya.